As president, Rajapaksa enjoys immunity from arrest, and he is believed to have wanted to go abroad before stepping down to avoid the possibility of being detained. He, his wife and a bodyguard were among four passengers on board an Antonov 32 military aircraft which took off from Sri Lanka's main international airport, immigration sources told AFP. On arrival in the Maldives they were driven to an undisclosed location under police escort. An airport official in mail said. The departure of the 73-year-old leader once known as the Terminator had been stymied for more than 24 hours in a humiliating standoff with immigration personnel in Colombo. A controversy broke out on Tuesday over the national emblem cast atop the new parliament building with the opposition saying its aggressive look deviated from the lion capital at Sanart, and the artists refuting the charge saying the iconic design was completely adhered to. Prime Minister Narendra Modi inaugurated the 9,500 kilograms bronze structure at a ceremony on Monday, attended by Lok Sabha Speaker Om Birla, Union Ministers Hardeep Puri and Prahlad Joshi, Raj Chil Sabha Deputy Chairman Harivansh, and others. Opposition leaders said the 6.5-meter-high structure showed lions with bared fangs, unlike the lion capital in Sanart which comprises four Asiatic lions standing back-to-back and was adopted as India's official emblem in 1950. The Congress called the deviation in the design an insult to the emblem. Congress MP Inraj Chilsabhajayaram Ramesh tweeted, to completely change the character and nature of the lions on Ashoka's pillar at Sarnat is nothing but a brazen insult to India's national symbol. But Sunil Deor and Romeo Moses, who designed the 9,500 kilograms bronze emblem, told News Channel on the TV that there is no deviation in design. We've paid attention to detail. The character of lions is the same. There may be very minor differences. People may have different interpretations. It's a large statue, and a view from below may give a distorted impression, Deor said. A day after a Karnataka High Court judge passed an order claiming that he indirectly received a threat of transfer for an adverse order in a corruption case, the Supreme Court on Tuesday agreed to examine the appeal filed by the State Anti-Corruption Bureau ACB, against the order, and asked the High Court judge not to proceed in the matter till it takes up the case on Friday. A bench headed by Chief Justice of India, CJI, NV Ramna said. We have thought it fit to request the judge to defer the hearing for a period of three days to enable us to look into the order passed, by the High Court judge, on July 11th. List the matter on Friday. The High Court judge in question, Justice H. P. Sandesh, created a flutter during the court proceeding on July 4th when said that he was threatened with a transfer on July 1st when attending the farewell dinner for the then Chief Justice of Karnataka A.A. Your ADGP is so powerful. Some person spoke to one of our High Court judges. 
the judge came and sat with me and he says, giving an example of transferring one of the judges to some other district. I will not hesitate to mention the name of the judge also, Justice Sundesh said last week, the first time he mentioned the incident. The High Court judge was hearing a bail plea filed by Deputy Tahusil Dao P.S. Mohesh who was arrested in a graft case registered in May this year for allegedly accepting a bribe of 5 lakh to pass a favorable order in a land dispute pertaining to Bengaluru. The revenue officer told the High Court that, despite his statement, the money was received at the instance of a deputy commissioner whose name was not mentioned in the FIR. Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan on Tuesday aimed a dig at External Affairs Minister S. Jijinka for examining an under-construction flyover in the state capital on July 11, with the latter retorting that it was wrong to see politics everywhere. The Chief Minister criticized the minister, who is on a three-day visit to the state capital, saying that he was surprised to see the photograph carried by the media on Tuesday. The minister is entrusted to look at world affairs, but he was seen inspecting a flyover in Kurukkutam. People of the state will understand it was not a mere inspection of the flyover alone, he said, hinting that Jijinka's visit was with an eye on the upcoming Lok Sabha elections in 2024. Today, all major newspapers carried the photo of the minister. I don't know why he inspected the flyover, he said while speaking at a function in the state capital drawing a political angle on Jijinka's three-day visit. However, responding to the comments, Jijinka said it was wrong to see politics everywhere, and he came to the state to see how central schemes were reaching people. Nobody should be concerned about his visit. The foreign minister said that he came to Tiruan and Tupurim to see for himself and get feedback on the grassroots-level development of various schemes. I don't why the CM sees politics everywhere. It is not a politically motivated visit. I was visiting some centrally sponsored programs to get first-hand knowledge about them. Nobody needs to be concerned about it," he said. The National Testing Agency on Tuesday dismissed allegations of bias in allotment of common university entrance exam dates, saying the exam schedule for each subject was created using an algorithm and that no particular protocol was followed in this regard. The NTA, an autonomous body under the Union Ministry of Education, on Monday announced that the exam for undergraduate admissions will be conducted in two phases between July 15 and August 20. Earlier, it was scheduled to be held over a span of 10 days, between July 15 and August 10. While Phase 1 will begin from July 15, Phase 2 will be held from August 4. The agency also released the subject-wise schedule of the exam and information on the examination centers of each candidate for each subject. However, hours after the schedule was released, a section of students who have been slotted for the exam in July, alleged biasedness over the preparation time given to them in comparison to those who are slated to appear for the same set of papers in August. 1J and K cop killed two injured as terrorists fire indiscriminately at police in Srinagar's Lal Bazaar. Terrorists targets J&K cops in the heart of Srinagar. A policeman has been killed and two others sustain injuries after terrorists fired upon an Akar party in the Lal Bazaar area. The deceased policeman has been identified as a C. Mushtaq Ahmed who succumbed to his injuries and attained martyrdom. You were listening to the HD Daily News Wrap. A beta production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Please give us feedback on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook 
at HT Smartcast or via email to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Until next time. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.